Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Monday, Lori and Julia show. My talk about a seven one, everything entertainment. Thank you for joining us. Uh, a good friend of ours, Lori and Julia, just called in. Who that? Greg, the security guard, that used oh, to work Greg. here. Greg. Greg has a message for you, Lori. Greg right. says, uh, and he says, you're welcome to call him. Also, he says, she's got my number. I do. He's had two rotator cuff surgeries. Oh. Here's his advice to you. Stay up with your meds. Very, very important. You do have to stay on top of Got to stay on top of that. And, and ice also, packs? All he said was meds. Oh, okay. Got to stay up with the meds. Don't fall behind. And also, be dedicated to therapy. Yeah, I know. So Believe me, I'm married to Julia's brother, who is the most disciplined man in America. I low maintenance, high discipline. High discipline. Yeah. I'm you the know. exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he, um, no, you have high discipline, Lori. Uh, well, you're, high ma- you're high, high. I'm high on both the uh, high, high maintenance, high. high discipline. But yeah. I, you know, I was thinking this weekend because I was having a couple little my tennis elbow is still there, and I keep trying to get rid of it. So I went to the chiropractor today, but between the YouTube videos that I watched on how to get away, rid of plantar fasciitis. Mm-hmm. And the YouTube videos on how to get rid of tennis elbow and the massage, you know, doing it to myself and doing the exercise and icing and heat and icing and stretching and everything. It takes like an hour a day to even get out of bed. Yeah. I mean, so I'm like, you have to stretch out so much to even think about going to exercise. I was like, what? No, I, I it's just a stage. Where and, and, you know, Casey has had everything. His shoulder, though, like tore apart, like tore away from his body. And so he has had three repairs on uh-huh. his shoulder from that motorcycle accident. When he does his, he stretches, I mean, he does like, you know, 35, 40 minutes of just stretching. Lori, that's what we have to do now. I, I, yeah, I know. It's yeah. the truth. Discipline. I, it I, is. Yeah. It, that's what, I, it's just, I'm thinking, you have to stretch for so much. I'm so mad I didn't just let myself fall. I would have been so much better off. You could have hit your head hard. No, no, I, Julie, the step wasn't big enough. Five inches <laughs> isn't big enough. I, I wish I'd just fallen on my butt instead of bracing with one arm and letting myself be two inches off the ground and then pushing myself up like I'm Captain Marvel or Wonder Woman. And then I'm looking around. I'm all proud of myself. Ta-da! Ta-da! Look at me. Did anyone see that? I mean, I was like, wow, that is one strong arm. Yeah. And as my mom likes to tell me, well, you're no spring chicken. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Mom. You know, thanks, Mom. And I go, yeah, I know. She goes, but you're not. I said, Mom, that was instinct. Of course. Of course it was, yeah. Lori. But I do wish I just sort of let myself plop backwards and had just, you know, like a, 
a bruised butt. Right. You know, or a bruised side of my hip or something because that was just ridiculous that I... Saved yourself. That I saved myself and I didn't even touch bottom and then push myself back up and then I think I'm so great because I've done this amazing save and I didn't wipe out and embarrass myself. You know, blah, blah, blah. Not that who cared and then nobody even saw it. Oh, dear. Well, listen, we have exciting news. We've yes. got a giveaway. Yes, yeah, tell us. So We're this doing is, this all week. This, this is so fun. fun. It's called Shop Till You Drag. It's produced by Flip Phone Events. It's taking place Sunday, May 19th at Rosedale Center at 2.30 p.m. And it's in the Van Mar Court. So here's what it is. It's going to really be a national drag show. It's um, it's a, The VIP tickets include a meet and greet with the nationally known drag queens as featured on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, amazing. Trinity Taylor, Peppermint, mm-hmm. Monique, Hart, Blair St. Clair. I like that one. Mm-hmm. I'm Blair St. Clair, Mercedes, I'm in Diamond. BB, Mercedes, I'm a Diamond. I'm a Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> BB Zara Bennett, uh-huh. Julia Starr. Nocturnally Mission, mission and Nocturnally Mission. See, you nocturnally got to, you have to say it, the yeah. drag, like Consuelo, Consuelo, yes. Nocturnally Mission. Do you get it? And then it? you say the next one. Yes. Um, Tyga Slary, Flory. It's a hard one to pronounce. Yeah, that one is. And Carson Cressley. Is hosting it. So you get to meet and greet them. And I feel like Bibi Zahara Bennett was the first winner of RuPaul Drag Race season one from Minneapolis. This sounds like a really... Fun the flip phone events, people are always inviting us to come to the yep. drag brunch at the union that they do every Sunday. So and this sounds like amazing. So should we do seventh caller, Donnie? Oh, uh, that's fine. All right, yeah. here we'll do and it right yeah. now. Yeah, Sunday, right. May nineteenth. Six five one six four one one oh seven one. If you would enjoy going to that, Donnie is standing by standing counting by. the numbers. Okay. Yeah. Um once again, Julia, the New Zild. Dialect is the sexiest accent in the world. So if you're from New Zealand, you've been deemed. This is from 1.5 million people mm-hmm. took part in. Um, it's a travel poll. Yeah. And I feel like New Zealand has been, uh, has won before. But that's very nice for them because I do know that Kiwi accent mm-hmm. is quite charming. That was followed closely by South Africa. Right. Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. Would you say he's? he's I think from he's South got a sexy. Yeah, he's yes. got a sexy voice. Ireland, yeah, love Italy, mm-hmm. Australia, and uh, Australians earned fifth place for their ability to pronounce words long and slow, like Foster's beer. <laughs> well, I don't know Sydney. I, I didn't Australia. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> good day, mate. Sounds yeah, pretty exactly. Pretty. Uh, Remember when Foster's, Sheila? Foster's beer was everything. Yes, I lived yes. in Hawaii at the time, and they the just drink. Cans. Yeah, like thirty-two ounces. Um, but it's called New 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 Zealand. New Zealand. I have you have a New Zealand dialect. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a hard one. Sexiest accent in the world. Uh, let's see what else. Um, oh, last year English was voted as the sexiest accent. Last year, the Queen's English. Uh, but that is quite lovely. Yeah, quite lovely. Yes, um, I get it. The New York accent, fast and hyper nasal, came in at 44th. India's easy on the ear accent, and I oh. do think the Indian I love that, uh, is, was 26. And then the the vibrancy of like the Caribbean, like think of Jamaican man, mm-hmm. is, is 17th. The least favorite uh, tongue. Chicago, Minnesota? No, Croatian. <laughs> I don't even know what that sounds like. A Croatian accent. 
Ah, uh, calling all Croatian accented people. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. I don't. I don't even know. Well, I don't. I guess I. I can't remember the one and only time I was in Croatia. In Dubrovnik. I can't remember. I know the people sure were good looking. They look like a cross. They look like tall Italians or Greeks. They were taller than Italians and Greeks. But it's a Slavic language, you know. Yeah. Which I kind of like, but. Anyway. It's Croatian. It's German. It's kind of a it's Germanish. Slavic. Yeah, Serbian language. Yeah. So, anyway, that was considered the least favorite. Real- they speak Croatian there, though. If anyone wants to know in the future, it actually is a language. Yes, it is a language. It's a real like, please language. Please Minnesotan. Yeah. They, we're not. They didn't break it down by state, but I would love it if they did it by state. If they ever did it in the U.S., it would probably be Southern would win oh 100% and I feel like they have done this and and the gem you know the southern charm this yeah that whole southern accent although we always find when we go to Hollywood that people really love a Minnesota Minnesota. slash Fargo accent they really do like it Mm -hmm. why I don't know I think I think it's it's you sound um trustworthy do you think that's it Mm mm-hmm Okay. And genuine. Yes. Yeah. I think people think that way about Midwesterners in, yeah, in I guess general. So. All right. In listen. general. In general, it is time to get to some random thoughts as only Julia can do it. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if. And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Let's talk about some random randomness. If you are wanting to be on trend today and celebrate everything that's going on, it's International Dance Day, Peace Rose Day, World Wish Day, and Zipper Day. So do with those whatever you want. Zipper Day. Zipper Day. Day. Was it invented? Um, If you feel like your liver is failing, here's how you know for sure. It makes your breath smell like fish. If anyone is just in liver fat, that's just wow. the most random fact that, I found. That, wow. That and so, really is. I know and I thought you. <laughs> what if you've just eaten fish? Then yeah. People might think. I just had to laugh at that one. Okay. So the most delightful story was done on Sunday morning, yesterday morning about this gentleman named Frank Warren. And oh, I thought you were for sure going to say about Joan. Oh, John Collins. We'll talk about that. One. Okay. Okay. And he collects secrets. And he's been. He started out doing an uh, eight hundred um, suicide hotline. He was a um, on the other end of the calls, and just kind of after you know dealing with some of the things that people called in, he found out that a lot of people had secrets, and so he actually had white postcards printed with his return address. And started this. What did I miss this story? Oh, so good, Laurie. Yeah, I think it was like the first big story. Yeah, it was. And and what it so he was handing out postcards. Send me your secret. Send me your secret. And his his thing about it, and he gives lives talk. And it's postsecret.com is the name of um, the website. And he said something that I thought was so profound. He said basically, when we keep a secret. That secret keeps us. Mm-hmm. And so some of the secrets have been funny over the years. Some have been sad. Um, there's been art exhibits where it's one of the um, 
just all these postcards from different people have anonymous? Have known about this guy before? I feel, I feel like, like we, we may learned have. about this guy like early days on the radio. We like may he's have. been around he's for been a while. He's been around for quite a while, Frank Warren. Because that post-secret thing, and couldn't you write in anonymously? They're all anonymous. Yeah. No, they're yeah. all anonymous. Online? You can draw a line. Yeah, yeah, and here's... Here's like one um, an example that someone wrote in. I used I used a burner phone phone to harass myself so my estranged husband would think his mistress was a real jerk and come back to me. It worked. <gasps> Isn't that funny? Wow. Um, I'm not feeling the love for my adult kids. Uh-huh. I mean, who do you tell that to? Yeah. Like um, book we're reading right now, mother-in-law. Yeah. Um, planning my wedding has been a painful reminder that I have no friends. Oh, wow. I mean, some of them are right now that I'm sober. I just feel sorry for everyone who still drinks. Um, there's ones like I, I used to, you know, throw poop in a neighbor's. I mean, there's some funny cute ones. Let's see. I told my family I went off Facebook Actually, I just blocked them all. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) This is a sweet one, and I still have my dad's. I save one voicemail from each of my closest family members and friends so that if they die before me, I still am able to hear their voices. I still have my dad's, one of his last... So it's just really... in, in, In the art exhibit, they were showing this, that people just stare because it's so... You can say a lot in one sentence. That makes you think of a lot of different things. So I just thought it was lovely. Mm-hmm. So postsecrets.com if you want to read some of these or get anything out of them. There was one about meeting their um, significant other on match.com. And she said, I wish I had a better story. Oh, <laughs> that's a good story. I know, but it kind of made yeah. me laugh. Yeah. Um, this is very interesting. If you have a family history of Alzheimer's, um, this video game called Sea Hero Quest Partnered with Germany's Deutsches Telekom, uh, it's a studio game and European universities, and they were trying to find out if people can find out that you have Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's disease or dementia before it kind of happens. Do do people want to know that? I think so, because then you might try different things if you could. Um, When most folks think of Alzheimer's disease, they think of an illness that ruins a person's memory, but while memory problems are very common and severe with Alzheimer's. They are late-stage symptoms. So research and doctors have been trying to figure out a way. How do we catch it as early as possible before memory loss occurs and maybe try some different things? Because you kind of don't know sometimes until it's too late. Right. So the Sea Hero Quest game was built as a way to identify people who might be at risk of Alzheimer's but who aren't suffering the major symptoms yet. So it's a video game um, you navigate a boat around and you're given a map to show checkpoints. The map is taken away and the players must navigate to these checkpoints in the game world without the map. And so according to the researchers, every two minutes spent playing the game is equal to a five hour lab based research test to find out what, you know, when you're having dementia or Alzheimer's. And because it's... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Been out for a few years and downloaded and played by over 3 million players. They've collected the equivalent of 1,700 years of research wow. on Alzheimer's. <laughs> And it involved, the study involved people who carried the um, Alzheimer's gene, which is APOE4, which is thought, you know, you might is have that a higher like you risk. you get the plaque or something, they think, something, in your brain yeah. that's stopping. And you just might have a higher risk, risk too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then compared to the results of folks who just played the game and didn't have the gene, mm-hmm. and they found that people with a high genetic risk of this carrier gene perform worse on spatial navigational tasks. Mm-hmm. So... It's kind of like they are hoping in the future that this game is really going to help people who need the treatment before it happens. They're not there yet, but I mean, 1,700 right. years of research. A lot. I thought that was interesting. Oh, it's amazing. Would you do a baby nap? What? <laughs> this Would is you... so ridiculous. I know, but I heard about this. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was something us. completely different. When I heard people are signing baby naps, what I thought it was, was a legal binding document document when you had a baby outside of marriage that would have things like, you can't move to another country. You can't move to another state. You know, just some rules that were binding. Right. More so than just sharing a baby, which you think would be totally binding, but there's not much around that. Yeah. Right. What this is, is it's it's for jobs. It's essentially to delegate responsibilities to, between a mom and a dad. <sighs> you do the dishes. I'll, I'll clean the car. You put the oil in. I mean, I'll but are people lawn. legally doing? Something it's not like legally this? binding. Okay. Yeah, but I just. A, but I do think a baby <laughs> nap is a good idea if you really have a child together and aren't married. Married. All right. That yeah. to me. Okay. Yeah. Because you hear that, you know, suddenly I'm. They're going to move off and move out of state, and then you either have your child full time. And then don't have them summer. I mean, it's that would be, I think, something interesting. How do you feel about game girls' names inspired by Game of Thrones? Well, uh, be all about Arya. Would be the well, name. One of them, that's yeah. noble. Yeah, no. and then is that um, what it means? Noble. Mm-hmm. And then in um, what language? In uh, Game of Thrones language. <laughs> in Valerian. 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 Thank you, Donnie. <laughs> is um, Sansa up there? Yes, yeah, Sansa is um, praise, charm, mm-hmm. and. Um, Cersei Ugh. is Enchantress. Oh, and then um, who's the other one? I can't who's wait. Who's the blonde girl? I can't wait for her to get her comeuppance. <laughs> what about the blonde girl, Daenerys? Mm. What's her name? Da- Daenerys. 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 Oh, born of the storm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joffrey. I wonder if she's going to kill Jon Snow. I don't know. <sighs> as far as I'm I concerned, don't know. put Arya on this. On the damn throne. Ali means elf warrior. Who? Elf warrior. Ali. Ali. Mm-hmm. And a rose just means a rose. Yeah. But that's kind of... I bet we're going to see a lot of Game of Thrones inspired. <laughs> I, I, I just got an email from our, our, our friend Jorah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Over at the XL. Yeah. 
Jorah in Game of Thrones. Is there a Jorah in Game okay. of Thrones? Yes. Oh, okay. But it's not Thank in you. this list, Jorah. No, sorry, Jorah. But we're yeah, not here it is. Here it is. Here yes. it is. Who's Jorah? It's a guy. It's a guy. Yeah. Oh. And it is he has reproached. Didn't uh, Jorah die last night? Jorah Mormont. Of mm-hmm. who died? What was the name of the little one? Was of that a little girl? Liana. All right, That's Liana, means, Liana Marmont. Okay, the one that who killed means, the giant. Um, Oh, gosh, that one's not on here. But, Jorah, that's so funny that you yeah. called. <laughs> and people who have Sam, the name Sam, yeah. God has heard. Yeah. Well, yeah, because we didn't know we didn't know what happened to Sam last name. Mm-hmm. As we saw him, he was not in a good position. And there was light in that scene. <laughs> so you, for all so you, you can actually see For him. all you whingy people about the dark, which, by the way, was happening in the middle of the night. It is dark. <laughs> hey. Producer. Hi. Maybe you should do it as vacation too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Rocco, uh, you went to, did you go to three of the four went, days of the Prince celebration out at Paisley? Yep. And also to the uh, Prince uh, on the big screen on live the big concert screen. at the Armory. Okay. And you joined the, me for one of the days. I did. I was there I was there Saturday, which was amazing. I am so bummed that I just was so wiped out on Friday night. My arm was just hurting too much because both... John Bream and Ross Rayla, hard to please critics, right. raved about this show that it was an unexpected joy to experience. It was super fun. And I went, well, we went we last went year. We went last year. Mm-hmm. And I went in kind of expecting to hate it. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this feels like, you know, everybody's complaining about the they hologram. Explain how they do it. It's so, not really a hologram, though. Right. No, they, they, so basically they took this, you know, really nice footage from a, uh, some Prince concerts from like 2010, 2011. Okay, sure. From it like was a mashup of Charlotte and uh, North Carolina and Raleigh. Yeah, and so in front, you know, on the stage is like this, you know, 14 piece band that of people that did play with Prince over the years. Uh, you know, maybe two or three keyboard play. Yeah, I'd say three yes. keyboard players, about five horn players, guitar, bass, everything, and then behind them is like a big movie screen. And they've figured out a way to isolate like just Prince's vocals and guitars. Um, and then it's all synced. Kirk Johnson, who is like Prince's buddy and like longtime drummer, he kind of keeps time and everything. He's the drummer. He kind of coordinates with the video, um, counts it off and everything. And then the band plays in unison with, and then Prince comes in. Yeah. And they said and it plays. was amazing. It really is. I mean, it does feel a little weird. And I think John Bream said maybe last year it felt too soon, but yeah. this year it, it maybe felt, felt right. right. And I heard it, the band was tight. Like it, they oh, were they're so, oh, they're so good. good. And then were you there? No. Yeah, were you there From Saturday soldiers. when they played? Yeah, yeah. So they played again Saturday out at Paisley without the well, a little bit of screen. A little bit they but performed yeah. with it, but um but boy, they are so fun. And Shelby J on vocals. Um probably the highlight of the show was Shelby J, who, if you're familiar with like the Prince Super Bowl, uh, you yeah. know, halftime mm-hmm. show, she's the one with no hair and who can sing like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. She did a duet with Prince, uh, the video of Prince, of uh, Nothing Compares to You. Right. And on the screen, you see her from, you know, eight years ago singing with Prince. And I heard she was wearing the exact same outfit. I think that's true. Unbelievable. Yeah. And then, you know, it's just fun. You know, I, I counted at least three people in the band that were also on the screen. And it's just, I don't know, it really works. And I think, you know, I've I've been going to all these Prince tributes since he died three years ago. And they're, you know, they're all great. And it's great to see people with passion, you know, mm-hmm. paying tribute to Prince. But the, this tribute is the only one that kind of features Prince. Right. You right. Know, he's not there, but 
the video is so clear and sounds so good and his voice sounds so good and the guitar sounds so good and he's charming and funny yeah, and sexy. Yeah, real live musicians accompanying the video. And as John Breen pointed out in his interview, and we, we've we heard this now from going to the, the celebrations, that Prince didn't care if it was 12 people or 100,000 people at a venue when he was performing to him. It was just all about... Being passionate about the music and the musicianship, and yeah, there's so many times I went in the '90s. You know, I I was like a waiter; I didn't have a real job, so I would go out to Paisley on Friday nights at like midnight and. Did stay you up see Lori dance? I probably no. saw. Do you think you copied there. her dance moves? Because she told Prince to feel free. Okay, after I, he turned I, her down might, for I a dance, I might have seen her out there. Yeah, uh huh. I still don't know how we ever figured our way how to get I, out there just, from downtown. And, one you know, does. Yeah, yeah. When you need to know, when you, mm. you need to know what you need but to you know. Do. You know, yeah. You, he would come out at play at four in the morning. You'd be tired and you know, kind of mad that you stood on your feet for four hours waiting yeah. for him. But he would come out and play in front of. You're right. Fifteen people, a hundred people. He wouldn't care. And it was the show of a lifetime. Yeah. He, he put in every effort that he put in. Uh, at four in the morning at, in front of a hundred people as he did like at the Super Bowl show in front of, you know, eight million people. Yeah. Do you think he, that, oh, he, sorry. I mean, he just like, cause that one of the things they do at this celebration is that they do show concert footage that like last year we saw the last show of the Purple Rain tour in yep. 1984 or 85, whatever it was. This year it was Musicology 2004 at the Staples Center and he was in a very feisty, funny mood. Yep. Yep. And we went to that show, yes, we did, at Excel. At Excel. And yeah, it was such a great mm-hmm. show. He was just like... Yeah. and that's, I don't know that there's a, 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 bit, a better rock star that's oh ever been around, you know, well, that that talented in and so many ways. He, I mean, the confidence. I mean, just unafraid to try anything new or to try a new riff on a song or try to do a song different every night. And... You know, just listen to what as much live Prince as you can, and you tell me if you ever hear hear him hit a bad note, either right. on guitar or out of his mouth. I mean, it's just yeah. What what happens? He's a master. Sorry, Rocco. When you so when you guys go to the day event out yeah. at Paisley Park, you know, do you listen to panels still? I mean, I have yes. this very, uh, you know. And here's the deal. I mean, those those events. I almost call it like a Prince convention. It's yes. almost like Comic Con, but like Prince Con. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that's a great way to put yeah, it. And it is. people that go there are pretty hardcore fans, and almost all of them are not from here. Right, right. Um, very I think much. They're so. just people that you know all over the have world. some money and are and, and need to be around Prince, others, princely people, and mm-hmm. just Prince. need to get their fix of Prince. Yeah. Um, and you met, we met a handful of them. I mean, they're just super into it. And so, yeah, uh, like for instance, we went out there, we see a concert or we see a f- concert footage. Um, Friday, there was a panel about people talking about the making of Graffiti Bridge, which was kind of neat because that film, the movie was filmed entirely in the room that we were in at the time. And so they're like, yeah, we made that movie right here. And the sound, because he's a whole big sound stage in there that, I mean, and then Saturday, I thought it was so interesting. Bob Bob Cavallo. They called, I I heard the revolution talk yesterday. They called him the Godfather. He was the guy from Warner Brothers that Prince called up and said, hey, I want to make a movie. And he's like, okay. And And, and I mean, think about it. So Prince, you know, the youngest artist ever, he does this record deal, 17. No one knows who he is. And he has this idea for this semi-autobiographical, he wants it made. And I mean, he's got, he's not an actor. He's he's, not. He had like a couple big hits with, you know, Little Red Corvette, but he's not an actor. Nobody even knows his music, you know, and Bob is tasked with doing this. And he, Bobby Z interviewed him. And I just, I thought that was... 
that was beyond. It was so great yeah. hearing the He's inside just a scruff, story. Old school guy who gets stuff done in Hollywood. You know, was he there? And- yes, he oh, was the panel, cool. and yeah. he talked about you know how. Terry Semmel, the co-CEO of Warner Brothers, was like, oh, you rigged these uh, test results for Purple Rain once uh-huh. they got... Because when they started filming it, Prince put up 80% of the money and Bob the other 20. Yeah. And he was just still trying to find the backing. And he's like, you, you've you rigged it. No one could test score and as, high as, as high as this. So then they arranged a secret screening in Colorado. I mean, he just was a great storyteller yeah. and just kind of very... Like you said, old school and how he yeah. told it. You yeah, know? and it was it's it was cool to hear it. I mean, so yeah, there was cool panels every day, cool videos. Lori said we saw the musicology video. There was there was a third eye girl video from like twenty. I mean, it's even the Cinderella story, how Prince begun his career, and then to just six years into it, get an Academy Award and right. be worldwide famous. You know, boom like that, yeah. and writing and all these songs and then also writing all these songs and giving them to other people. Yeah. I mean, I think two messages kind of came, kept coming up the whole weekend at, in the panels when they interviewed people. One was whatever Prince set his mind to do, he would do it. And if it turned out to be a bad idea, he would just, you know, put it behind him and move on to the next one. If it turned out to be a great idea, you know, it made him the biggest star in the world. Mm-hmm. The other thing that people said, and even Bob said this is like, if Prince challenged you, if you were on his team, if you were in his band, if you were his video guy, his photography guy, whatever, he challenged you to do things that you didn't even know were possible. You, you know, he'd tell you to do something. And you're like, I've never done that before, but mm-hmm. I, I guess I'll do it, try it because you're Prince. And everybody said it made them a better, you know, whatever they were, it made them a better photographer, made dancer. them a better horn player, dancer. I mean, even Bob Cavallo was like, you know, this guy pushed me, you know. He made me do the impossible. Did yeah. they come out at the same time, the album and the movie? It was kind of interesting. They said the music came out about six months before the movie, and that's what got a lot of energy uh, towards. Yeah, basically when Doves Cry and yep. Let's Go Crazy came out, and everybody's like, wow, these are great songs. songs. I wonder what this movie is. And that be was about. a strategy because it was like, no one even knows who yeah. this guy is, right. barely as a, as a group, a band, a singer, except for. You know, it was a small group, you know, yep. I mean, he had some R&B success or whatever with controversy and, and even, dirty minds and yeah. the college stations playing mm-hmm. them. But and even and I learn new things all the time at these conventions. It's fun. Um, Bob Cavallo was saying, you know, he came to me and the, the lead single was going to be Let's Go Crazy. And he's like, ah, I think you can do better. That is a good song, but I think it's it's just too much of a rock song. We need something with like more of an R&B thing to get everybody into it. And he's like, OK. He came. He went home and he came back with "When Doves Cry" and the really? beautiful ones. Yeah, and he's like, "Okay, yeah, that'll do." <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's just kind of, uh, yeah, it, it's it's amazing. And then tell us about the because um, I wasn't at this on Friday, because um, I always am struck when you just look at anything Prince or even you go out to Paisley Park. I mean, he image he knew very early on image was everything for him. You know, I mean, even his famous first record meeting with Warner Brothers coming in with the trench coat and, you know, the underwear and, you know, just his whole. But the photographers, some of the iconic photography and what a beautiful, beautiful man and how he was very involved. Yeah. Check this out. His name is Jeff Katz. I think if you Google like Jeff Katz photography, Mm -hmm. you'll see. I mean, he basically did. You're probably familiar with the the album cover for Parade or Under the Cherry Moon where it's black and white. And he's kind of got that. Got the crop top. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did. He basically was the photographer from around that period through, you know, uh, Sign of the Times and Love Sexy. But yeah, all, he's kind of released a bunch of new photographs that weren't available before, and they're 
Just great. Okay, and before you go, just share with people the Sign of the Times album oh gosh, cover. Because yeah. that's such an iconic. Yep. Can you picture the album uh-huh. or the CD cover? Yeah, I always thought, wow, what a cool art direction. You know, that where'd that where did all that imagery come from? Turns out they went and shot it at the Chan Asson Dinner Theater, and it's the backdrop for uh their production of Guys and Dolls that was Serious? probably going on in like fall of nineteen eighty. Donnie, you gotta post that, the sign of the times. <laughs> that is all from the okay. Serious. Guys that's and dolls. Such I a great love story. that. So it was and, fun. And I like I think that's a perfect way to describe it at PrinceCon because it really is just yeah. amazing and they there's, you know, they do feed you and is vegetarian. And, and it's, it's like from his chef, you know, that yeah. from uh, people's organic. It smells like lavender and there's <laughs> interesting people. It's just, it's really amazing. And I, I think that they are doing a great job and, you know, putting together really interesting and getting, you know, people to talk about it. And there's something, you know, for everybody, I think. Yeah, let's hope. And they, you like the uh, the sound at the armory. I was going to say the armory. Concert. I okay, love it. Okay, I haven't it. been there. Second time I've been there. It sounds great. It lo- it feels great. It's convenient. There's bars up and down the whole sides. It's- and Prince did like the cream and get off video in the armory. Isn't that That's, what we learned? Uh, or I think it was the the 1999 and Little Red Corvette. Corvette. Okay, yeah. filmed it at the armory. Really? Like, yeah. So just it's. We learned so much. Yeah, people were partying like it was 1999 <laughs> and 2009 and whatever year it yeah. was. But Rocco, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Entertainment correspondent yes. on Prince. Um, when we come back, it's time to Hollywood speak. This actress has a lot of nice things to say about this guy and his mustache. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? this? Thank you, Peggy, uh, for emailing us about the Croatian accent. She is Croatian, but she doesn't have an accent. The only actor on TV she could think of with the Croatian accent was Luca on ER, played by the handsome Goran Visnish. Visnik. Something like that. Yeah, Visnik. remember him? Yeah. And he just oh, yeah. said, I yeah. loved his accent. Oh, yeah. Kidding me? <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. thank you, Peggy. Okay, so Donnie told us earlier that Woodstock 50 is officially scrapped. Yes, it is. According to the people who are putting up the money to produce the show, here is what I would like you to Hollywood speak. Honchos at... At the main investor company. Okay. They said they believe the production of the festival. Uh, they don't believe the f- production of the festival can be executed as an event worthy of the Woodstock brand while ensuring the health, safety, and artists and partners and attendees. No one bought tickets and no one bought it. There weren't enough sponsorships sold and no one wanted to go there. They were afraid. It was going to be Fire Festival yeah. of 2019 <laughs> okay. because didn't, they were. Oh, they didn't have the bands guaranteed? Maybe oh, not. They were just going to put it out there, see how many tickets But when sold. they say they couldn't ensure the health, safety of the artists, partners, and attendees, that means they didn't have even the porta potties rented. Yep, yeah. No food. Remember all the <laughs> stuff that we that you have to do months in advance that we only mm-hmm. know from the Fire Festival? Yeah. Anyway, the promoter. Doesn't agree it's sunk. He said that the the festival's main investor, this company called Dentsu Aegis Network, was a complete surprise to him. <laughs> and they're not giving up on the festival yet. Uh, this, this guy doesn't have his act no. together, the promoter. And it's the 50th year this summer? Yeah. Right. See, yeah. the big problem with Woodstock There's only then, one road in that's and right. one road out. And no one wants... That just sounds like living hell. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Because if there's no escape route. Right. That's just, nope, no one so, wants to do it. 
They should do Woodstock in a new location. (laughs) There you go, Joy. I like that. Um, Oh, I live for this level of petty. Okay, give it to me. I live it. We revel in it. We revel in this kind of petty. I think you. I think you will. Let me set the stage on Friday. Kim Kardashian made sure that she was photographed going to Nobu on Thursday night in the outfit that, of course, we all wear, which is our pleather stretch pants, our terribly ugly shoes, and a sports bra. Because, you know, who doesn't wear that out? She had yoga first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the photos had no impact, okay? Nothing. I mean, no one was looking at them. So what does she do over the weekend? It's kind of like, um, it's incredibly... This is incredibly, like, I remember when Jennifer Aniston and Angelina, when the breakup first happened, they would, you call it, like, stepping on each other's. So if one of them has a movie, the other one is for sure photographed at a farmer's market or with a guy or, Mm -hmm. you know, you'd kind of, you step on each other's news cycle. So Kim Kardashian, what does she do all weekend? She stepped on uh... Taylor Swift posting snake-themed jewelry and how much... She loves it. Oh boy! I know. And don't if you, you know, love that level Taylor of Taylor Swift's up. <laughs> last um, album was Reputation, and it was all about the snake and the snake before one that. song. Mm-hmm. One song, but she had the snake jewelry and everything. Yeah. Listen, Taylor Swift's people didn't care. No, did that, they? Did not care, did they? She broke a record for the highest female mm-hmm. in solo twenty-four hour debut with yeah. me. She had 65.2 million views uh, of the music vi- video. Wow. The highest in a 24-hour. Oh, it my is. gosh. Yeah, and Kim released this at the same time that the Me video was released. I mean, I love that level of petty. It's just fantastic. <laughs> really? Yeah, I really do. <laughs> okay. I live for it, and I think oh, a lot of other people. Okay, so here we I go. I live for it. Even though she I says she's it. over it. Yeah, okay. right. uh, Johnny Depp, Depp's Russian girlfriend. <sighs> Now, this story came out a few days ago. We actually, saw it last, last week. Thursday. But the Daily mm-hmm. Mail has done a deep dive on the Russian go go dance. Do we know more about her? Well, just looking through her Instagram, she is the woman who he was spotted making out with in Russia when he was there with the Hollywood vampires. She looks very young. <laughs> Too Russian. She looks love. like she's trying to look older with some makeup and some styling. At the most, she can't be more than 22 or 23. And um, uh, anyway, I don't want I don't want to believe that he wants to marry her, but I need you to Hollywood speak. Do you think he's in that place in his life where he would exactly do something that cuckoo? I can't underestimate this man. Yeah. I mean, he's you can't. I don't know what direction he's going in. I feel like there's so much instability with him. Yeah. Mentally. Mm-hmm. That I cannot. You mean because of drug and alcohol? Yep. Yeah. I wonder if his breath smells like fish. (laughs) (laughs) Liver disease. No. That was the most random thing I saw on the internet today. If you're having liver failure, your breath smells like fish, people. Yeah. I don't know. I just... He just... Don't do it, Johnny. It's Polina. Her name is Polina. Polina. Polina Glenn. And of course, there's, uh, you know, uh, Polina. My name is uh, Polina. And I love to dust She's living with him in his multimillionaire Sunset Boulevard mansion. Yeah, that's the home. That's the place where he had bought like five houses and it's a compound. Angelina and Brad did that too. Yeah, I know they did. Okay, here's one. Maisie Williams thought everybody would hate her part in The Long Night on Game of Thrones. She plays Arya Stark. I don't think anyone hated it. You mean in last night's episode? Yes. Oh, okay. She said, she, here's exactly what she said. Um, 
um, Kid Harrington thought John would be the one to do it. I won't say what do it was for Mm -hmm. spoilers. Um, But anyway, she said, I was like coming into work and everyone was talking about episode three and the director was like, have you read it yet? And she's like, no. And he said, well, I can't tell you then. And, um, And she said, and then it was so unbelievably exciting, but I immediately thought everybody would hate it, that Aria doesn't deserve it. Well, whatever it is, it all worked. Yeah, she said the hardest thing in any series is when you build up a villain that's so impossible to defeat. Mm-hmm. Good point. I'm yeah. telling. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah, what she did was. Well, it was so exciting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, don't worry. Don't Maisie. worry, Maisie. <laughs> and, you know, I looked at a photo. Somebody um, on Twitter showed a picture of Aria, Aria and Bran. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is such a difference. Twelve, oh, Laurie, and ten, and now they're twenty and twenty-two. Yeah, it's like yeah. I went you forget back and how much the first the little first kids. Year. They, they look like teeny, little kids. tiny kids. Yeah, but she was twelve, but she actually was like playing somebody younger than yeah. that, like an eight-year-old or something. Okay, Bridget Moynihan. Moynihan. She has a baby with Tom Brady. Yes, and she's on Blue Buds on CBS. Oh, and she was on that cutest movie with um, Patrick Dempsey. Yes. Where he was her bridesmaid. Yes, yes. Oh, I love that movie. Love that movie. Anyway, it's uh, Blue Bloods has been renewed. My mom loves that show. Lots of people love that show. Friday night. Friday night. Anyway, she was on Access Live, which we love, even though Natalie is gone. But Kit Hoover and Scott Evans are so fun. And she's promoting her book, Our Shoes. Remember, we talked about it, that she's got this book about all the shoes, and she bought boots after... Tom Brady right. and the baby, and she was getting photographed. But anyway, uh, Kit was like, um, "Did you watch Magnum when you were you were young?" And she's like, "Yeah." And Scott Evans like, "It was the mustache, right?" She goes, it's totally the mustache. <laughs> he and Sam Elliott are the mustache, the mustache heroes of the seventies. Yep. People, believe it. Google oh gosh, it. I've got a headline for you when we come back. All right, we.